When he was a girl who trusted on the wrong floor, now she needs a new pair of pants. Chrissy was a man who picked up the wrong woman, now he's wanted by the man. Peyton was a man who thought he was a lover, but he's just a horny lad. You're, You're back! You're back! The last, last resort! Hey. It's the podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> you said he wouldn't do that, but I'm glad he did. He said he wouldn't, but here we are. Here Giant we are. leap. Oh, I can't do that. No, it's too loud. Chris, don't touch it. I'm sorry. It's making it louder. Damn it. Try to get I'll get one out. Yes. Yes. All right. Soundless. Guys, Those of you know who know me, you know that I love the Nerds Gummy Clusters, and they're right in front of me, tempting me. Tempting me in a biblical sense. Yeah, so welcome Lord. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you guys can't tell, we have um some new equipment. New kit who days. Yeah, new mics. So if it sounds who? like shit. <laughs> don't blame us. Don't blame, blame <laughs> no, then we're stuff. going. We're going back to the blue snowball. Yeah. <laughs> it never did us wrong. Yeah, it, it took us about an hour to get this going. Yeah, um, but, but we did it. it. Well, Whitney did it. Yeah, we, <laughs> hey, we put our Peyton's mics flash together. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we I got a our, flash drive. Yeah, my yeah. work computer thrown in here. Yeah, we got a Larry H. Miller dealership's flash drive flexing on them. Oh. Goddamn right. Hey. That when I bought a car from them. Um, yeah, if they could sponsor us, I would really, I'd sell the shit out of those cars over the air. I'm just saying. Hey, Hey-o. Larry H. Miller, please hit us up. He's you know not, who to call. He's not going to do that, but someone in their organization, maybe. Is he alive? Very much not, no. Oh. He died a while ago. Yeah, he died when we were like kids. Hey, yeah. who knew? Who knew? Us. So, <laughs> we have to reveal that, um, that... Um, intro was completely like unrehearsed compared to our other ones. Yeah, True. and it was all Chris pretty much. Yeah, Chris wrote it. Singer songwriter yeah, Crete. Yep, yep. And then yeah, that was a live performance. We just kind of threw it together. Yeah, we didn't like listen back because we can't because it's on a USB drive. <laughs> yeah, True. <laughs> oh my god, if we have to re-record this, I'm gonna fucking kill someone. Uh, hey. Hey. <laughs> fun practice. God, you guys hey. sound so crisp. It's one take. One take wonder. Oh, yeah. They're all one take. <laughs> Except for the song. That's true. Well, yeah, we got lots of requests that are sound as shit, so oh, you're really? welcome. Uh, that was just you that said that. Have people been saying that? No. One of our close friends said that. Who was it? Michael. <gasps> he said it was shit. No, he just said, you guys, oh, sorry. I, I grabbed nerds by instinct. Um, He just said, you guys need to get both separate mics. Uh, <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what we've been going through. They don't know you like I know you. Wait. You got it. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> Wrong they tone. don't deserve it yet. Oh, shit, true. That's going to be a Patreon only episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to pay to get that shit. Yeah, we've sold out. <laughs> yeah, live audience. We were discussing doing a live episode. I feel like that would be really fun. Yeah, I think we should. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. so if you want the Addy, let us know. Yeah, com- comment yeah. on our next Instagram post. Also, thanks to everyone for uh, interacting with our post. Sorry it took a little longer than we would have wanted. This uh, technology we're using got very delayed. Yeah, I think I think Whitney should t- tell everyone what yeah. happened. Oh, <laughs> dude. So I looked at the FedEx tracking, and it said it would come, like, middle of last week, I think it was. Yeah. And, of course, it got stuck in the famed FedEx of North Salt Lake. 
the black hole of the valley. It really is. <laughs> I've been burned before by them. My pillow um, that I recently bought was like a week late too, so I should have known. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, so I kept tracking it and it was saying it was going to be on time and then it wasn't showing up and every single day I was going to have to check in with them and say, Mike's still aren't here. And then a couple of days ago, I look and it said it went from North Salt Lake to Walden, Colorado. <laughs> and we were just like, what the hell? Yeah. But I guess the truck turned around. They're thank back. God. They're, <laughs> They're back. here. Yeah, thank God. I yeah. can't believe that. All roads lead to Walden. <laughs> like, there's no way it actually went to Colorado, right? Was that just like a... I must have been a glitch. Yeah. Rocky Mountain. That'd be terrible. High. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it said it went from North Salt Lake to Walden back to North Salt Lake, then to my house. Damn. <laughs> Strange Damn. magic. Strange magic. <laughs> yeah. It was a arduous journey. So we wanted to do this episode a little lo- earlier than we did, especially because we like teased it and everything on our Instagram. And then once we did, we ended up not doing the podcast for way longer than we originally thought we would. So today's episode, after much, 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 mucho, 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 muchísimo waiting, (laughs) it's time. We're here. It's time. I feel like this has been the one episode I've actually had multiple people be like, where the fuck is that episode at? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we teased this episode even like longer than last episode episode you know oh we teased yeah. this yeah. like beginning we thought yeah. we were gonna podcast. do this episode five and then episode 10 i think we're at like yeah. 15 yeah yeah oh, we were like damn. episode 10 for sure is gonna be this that's so, right yeah for those of you who don't know this is scientology it's time to begin isn't it no, oh no <laughs> oh man i just got flashbacks to <laughs> middle school and insecurity thanks I Whitney. yeah <laughs> i know been in some rando's basement <laughs> tears <laughs> in my Rando. diary god that was so sad can we re-record? I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I have done quite a bit of research into Scientology, and I will preface this with a few disclaimers. Also, I'll stop pounding on the table. My bad. Uh, <laughs> new mic, same me. <laughs> Wait, did you just hit the table? I was going yeah. like this. Oh, oh, no. He talks with his hands. Like, yeah. hey, it's the Italian boy, in them. Hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've, I'm sure everyone's heard of Scientology in some capacity. I don't know what. Well, let's hear first. What do you guys know about Scientology? Tom Cruise. Okay. Good. And uh, actually, on one of mine and Alex's first dates, we went to the Scientology place That's of right. Salt Lake yeah. and had to make really? up our own name. Had to yeah. make up some names because they were, like, trying to get our information. So I made up names and put in some, like, girls I hated address. And oh, did my you, God. Did you do a reading Remember the house there? I used to live with? Yeah. yeah. No way. You put that address. <laughs> Holy shit. Did, yeah. you, did you get ruthless. a reading and stuff? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh, we were just no, like in no, the no. visitor center watching these videos and we were like, whoa. And it's, they were just like freaking lingering, dude. It's oh, I bet. Like, well, I'm, uh, I think to get a reading, you have to like put some money into. Uh, um, usually I think a reading. It, no, a reading Isn't the like reading where you tell step. like all of your secrets? Yes, essentially. Yeah, uh, I didn't uh, get one of those. A reading, I'll, I'll get into that of what a reading, like the actual science behind because there is technology that goes with it that's Dumb. like scanning you supposedly but what it actually scans is pretty hilarious um so yeah i just wanted to kind of go over it and say this is obviously a very controversial religion and potentially controversial episode i will be discussing you didn't get get my opinion you didn't hear what i I knew about oh i thought we did i'm sorry go ahead my god dude 
I'm sorry. I thought we did. Um, <laughs> I watched a documentary about it a long time ago, but that's really? about it. Question answered. Thank you, Mr. Don. Was there like? <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one who's watched it. Wait, Chris. you watched the oh, Louis Thoreau one? Yeah. I, oh, that one and um the other one, like the Leah Ra- Raimi Leah, one. Oh, I started watching some serious her. evil shit. This is what Leah yeah. Raimi sounds like <laughs> in that documentary. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, true. yeah, very good. Yeah, and then I watched. Uh, good, good stuff though. Okay, yeah, of Scientology, I think it was just those two. Nice. Well, yeah. then you're going to be learning some today. I'm excited. Cool, that's good. Uh, you'll be hearing a lot, for the listeners, you'll be hearing a lot of strange lingo and a ton of abbreviations that I'm going to do my very best to explain, but there's like a shit ton of language that's unique to Scientology. And uh, for those of you who did ask questions, thank you so much. I will be getting towards those at the end. Um, I did kind of weave some of them a little bit into my studies, particularly one of them. I'll shout you out a little later. But uh, let's just get started from the beginning here with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the extremely heavy on extremely successful and well-known science fiction author L. Ron Hubbard. Ooh, hubba hubba. L. Ron L. Ron Hubba Hubba, baby. So is his name baby. E-L-R-O-N, or is it No, it's L. Like L. L dot. dot. I don't know dot. what the... After all this research, many, many, many words and characters that I've written down, I don't know his first name. I probably should have looked at that. Let's do a guess on the the uh, word count of his research. Yeah, let's, let's guess oh. now. We were going to do that. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you said that part two of Skinwalker Ranch was 4,500? Correct. Okay. I'm going to give this one... I, I will, I'm going to say 8,000. Oof. 8,000. Uh, I'm going to go lower, gauging Peyton's reaction. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 6,000. Okay. okay. All right. Let's... That's a long paper. Yeah. You better turn that in. This is his thesis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just, they just, the universities just give him a doctorate after this. Oh. <laughs> They'll give anyone a doctorate except L. Ron Hubbard, it turns out. You'll see. Oh, oh nice segue. Got him. Well, that doesn't mean he wasn't successful. As a matter of fact, he was the most successful writer of all time at one point, passing giants like Tolkien and even Orson Welles during the Great Depression era. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what time was this? So it was like 1920s? No, I, it, it's like 1930s more so. So not quite the Great Depression, I guess. But okay. I think he was born in – I'm not quite sure. But it's like into the 50s is when it really takes off for him. Oh, okay. but he was really successful for a long time. So – to say that he's like captivating and creative would be a vast understatement because a lot of people are like, how would someone buy into this? But he's so creative. Yeah. And I'll just say intelligent. He's a very intelligent guy. You read through some of his stuff and you're like, holy shit. This is like the fact that he could come up with it rather quickly, too. It's not something he cooked up for years. It's something like bang, 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 bang. Damn. It's pretty impressive. In an hour and a half, are we going to find out that Peyton is a Scientologist? I'll get to that. Peyton just <laughs> opens some curtains down here, and there's a, all the books. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise pops out. He's, he's, in, like, he's in, yeah, he's in past that door. Tom Cruise. Oh, oh yeah! He down there. Starts jumping on the couches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the beginning of L. Ron Hubbard's life, it's a just pretty classic like college dropout to multimillionaire story that you hear in inspiring mm. podcasts across the world. Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard, you know, but I mean, his wasn't so inspiring. His wasn't like, I'm too smart for college. It was, what, did you just turn down my sound, bruh? I turned down my own sound. Oh, okay. Um, he, 
his father was in the Navy when he was a child. So growing up, he always was fascinated with the Navy, the military, how it was run, how it was operated. Oh, interesting. He failed his way out of college and actually applied for the military twice before World War II to no avail. Oh my so God. he got rejected from the military. He did. Which in was wartime. Don't, didn't they want everyone? Yeah. No, this was pre World War II. Oh, okay. this was in no wartime. This oh, was when okay. America was deep into isolationism. Oh. Uh, he became a science fiction writer <laughs> after the failure to get into the military, and up to he wrote under about twenty pseudonyms, which is crazy. Twenty pseudonyms that all of those went on to become bestsellers. Really. Which is fucking crazy. Yeah, they're pretty quirky. 20 pseudonyms, and most of them had multiple bestsellers under 20 pseudonyms. Why did he do that? Like, why do authors do that? I mean, I know some women authors do that because they think, especially They won't get now, recognition. Yeah, they yeah. won't get recognition, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, like, Mary Shelley did that when she wrote Frankenstein in the beginning. True, true. Yeah. She didn't. Same with what's her name that wrote Harry Potter. J.K.? Oh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. That's why she goes by J.K. Rowling is because mm, it's kind of a pinpoint. unisex. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was because she's joking because she's so problematic. <laughs> Some topical humor from Whitney. Ooh, I boy. wish she was joking. God. I know. Why'd you have to go and ruin our childhoods like that? <laughs> yeah. I was never into it. Bitch. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Bitch. J.K. But J.K. ain't got shit on L. Ron Hubbard. Like, you know how long it took her to write those? He was writing 100,000 words a month. At a penny Jesus. per word. That's like oh you God. preparing for this podcast. <laughs> no, so think about that. My Skinwalker Ranch took me like three days to write 4,500 words. Yeah, so he's writing and, 100K a month. But and also to think, I'm researching this and finding other stuff. This is out of his fucking head. This is science and, fiction out of his head. It's like on a typewriter, too. Yeah, it was even, even harder to exactly. type. Exactly. It was on a typewriter, and this was shit that got published. This wasn't just like the ravings of a maniac. This was like actually <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> It was actually good science fiction. People liked it. Did, did you read any excerpts? Um, I've read excerpts from some of the stuff that becomes Dianetics and Scientology, oh, okay. but none of the okay. other stuff. But I did find out that like a lot of the stuff that goes into Scientology is quoted from his older books. Oh, really? Yeah. So. He, he, he kind of sounds like um, his writing was almost like uh, Lovecraft. It was more like Orson Welles. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, so since you guys think I am a Scientologist now, this is enough of sucking LRH's dick <laughs> and his writing skills. Let's talk about actual history. Yes. Because of his father's service in the Navy, his collegiate failure, his attempts at the military, and rather frequent book releases. Again, 100,000 words a month. A full book a month, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, bang, his bang, fans bang. are probably like, damn, another book, <laughs> yeah, But that's like, the thing. It wasn't just his fans. They'd see this new writer. Oh, I guess that's oh, yeah, Under he comes a new out with publisher. Yeah. Some up-and-comer. How they, do we know they were all him? Because he eventually acknowledged it, and obviously the funny's going lying? Him. I don't think that. <laughs> just Josh. He lies about plenty of things, Wouldn't but I don't playing think. devil's advocate? Shit, I'm just out here to be that one white guy in your college class. <laughs> Bro, we live in Utah. They're all white guys. Yes, true. <laughs> but um, because of all of those factors, it's extremely, extremely better than almost anyone. Well documented exactly where LRH was and what he was doing for 99.9% .9 of his life. So that's what makes his claims that he made a lot of, of things like, I'm going to do some quotes and impressions here. He, he just claimed to have an extremely exciting life that like the Dos Equis man legit like would rival that oh wow His claims legit sound like a jumanji spinoff it's so weird <laughs> he claims he quote ran with bandits in mongolia 
went hunting with pygmies in the Philippines and studied firsthand the history and the cultures of over um, 20 different primitive and modern races, including the white race, of course. Oh, yeah. That's his exact quote, all of that. Oh, my God. So is that what he sounds like? Yes. Oh wow, that's, that was good. The, uh, I believe race, it. Of course. It, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were. I thought he was here. Yeah, I, yeah. There actually is stories of people saying Jack Nicholson based his when he was the Joker back in the day. Based oh yeah. His Joker off of L. Ron Hubbard. No, that's funny. He's just such a weird fucking dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> those were all his words, including the part where he says, "Including the white race, of course." Oh my god. Uh, god, dude. I just don't understand. Like, I simply do not understand. Why he would say all these claims when he's, he was already famous at this point. This wasn't to get famous. This is already yeah. when he was like, this is way later into the story of like when he's already famous, has a religion, shit like that. Why he would make those claims? Because it's all so well documented. He didn't do any of that shit. He didn't travel the world. He didn't speak a bunch of languages. He didn't <laughs> go like, it's not proven a, that pygmies ever existed for one. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I get fucking around with your Navy buddies and saying shit like, you know, classic high seas adventure tales. I was in Australia with the pygmies and saw the bandits in Mongolia. That was really good for a second. Uh, you were leaning it into a JFK accent, but then you reeled I it back. I was in our... <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, like, this was a professional interview in, like, a nice setting in a smoker's jacket in a lush den. Yeah. This wasn't fucking around on a Navy destroyer and telling shit of, like, I saw the Kraken one time. <laughs> it, it just seems unwise to me. And so, like I said, it's easy to see what he was doing at all times. It, it's very well proven he never did any of those things. However, his life did actually get very interesting later in. Leave it to L. Ron Hubbard... No one else was. The U.S. joins World War II after Pearl Harbor. They severely, and I do mean severely, lowered the bar for military entranceship. Yeah. And so he was stoked. And so old LRH got his time in the Pacific Sun. And when I say Pacific, you're probably thinking like the Pacific Theater. He's out there in Japan. No, this motherfucker was in San Diego. <laughs> Don't oh, get it twisted. But he was in a legit position. He was a lieutenant put in charge of a sub-chaser Navy Corvette. So like a big boat. And he was in command of quite a few men, dozens of men. And due to his time in the military, Scientology loves to paint him as a war hero and as someone who inspired troops beneath him and intimidated enemies adjacent to him. It, like, legit, if you look him up, it'll be like, LRH, author, war hero, prophet. Oh, <laughs> my God. He is the least heroic motherfucker that ever came out of the military. And this, I, they can sue me for this one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. There's so much proof. Again, you're in the military. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, people in the military do this thing where they have, like, eyes and ears and, like, take notes using those two things mm -hmm. about things that go on around them. So it's pretty well documented that he was anything but a Valorant hero. During his time commanding this ship, he had some events that some would later refer to as, quote, major whoopsie daisies. <laughs> That's my quote. Uh, oh. <laughs> who said that? His, his commanding officer. Yeah. You had a whoopsie, whoopsie daisy today. No whoopsie daisies in this command. <laughs> whoopsie. He once, as a matter of fact, dropped all of his ordnance onto what he thought was two Japanese subs preparing to strike the U.S. mainland. But it actually just turned out to be logs floating into the ocean with magnetic silt deposits. Oh, hey. damn. Yeah. Even worse than that, much worse, 
he once dropped or he once shelled Mexico with ordnance. He was off the coast of San Diego, the Baja area, during a training exercise that he ordered his men to complete that he was not ordered to complete. He was just like, wow, fuck it. We're going to get these boys in shape, shape, shape. (laughs) (laughs) He, sorry, reading through a little bit here. He, during this exercise, just like war games, you know, you fuck around with ordnance, as you do, he accidentally shelled a Mexican island. Yeah, what's shelled? Artillery shell. Oh, like, oh, like a whole bunch, whole bunch of missiles. Oh, yeah, more like uh, mortars. Okay. Like shell like explosives. They're not quite missiles for sure because yeah. missiles weren't a thing back then. Yeah. Yeah. Bombs? Yeah. Essentially. Bombs. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Like, why don't I still Wait. Don't know what a mortar is. <laughs> Wait. So just for just for war games, but it was accidental. No one was hurt, but nonetheless, this was a majorly dangerous and stupid thing to do. Yeah. The, the island was abandoned. Mostly. I think there were some people on it, but, like, not really. Um, supposedly, it was, like, actually a speakeasy back in the day that people would drive their boats out to. Really? Prohibition, yeah. Interesting enough. Uh, he actually didn't even know that they bombed the island, like, because they couldn't really see it very well, but you should know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> we still they thought they were just, like, shooting into the ocean? Yeah, because that's what you do in war games. Like, they're trying to test it, your targeting abilities. Oh, uh, okay. They were shooting at what's called, I think they're called, like, chaser buoys. And they're these buoys that float like a ship would, and you shoot into them. But oh, wow. they literally floated into the island and hit the fucking island. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but he didn't even know. And so they go back like, oh, good job, boys. And <laughs> when they got back, they were pissed, and they were placed under arrest and had to face a tribunal to explain their actions damn all the crew members from private to lieutenant had to explain it so needless to say this did not reflect well for his future he wanted in ye old navy so here's some fun and quirky quotes from his higher ups consider this officer lacking in the essential qualities of judgment leadership and cooperation he acts without forethought as to probable results this officer is not satisfactory for independent duty assignment he is garrulous, which means excessively talkative to on trivial matters, and tries to give impressions of his importance. Last one is not temperamentally fit for independent command. Wow. So needless to say, not exactly five-star reviews. No. Yeah, they weren't glowing, to say the least. This is also really not an early career fluke. I took these quotes from across three separate years. He was in the military for three years. These were three quotes across three years. Damn. Not good. But that doesn't matter. Because in the end, he can just tell people it was great success. (laughs) (laughs) He even went as far to tell several different stories about being a war hero that later connect to Dianetics. He said he was a crippled, deaf, and nearly blind veteran from the combat that he never saw. He never once saw any combat. Jesus. 1,000% proven. Wait, so was he actually deaf and or blind? No. Oh, so all that was made up then. Oh, this gets worse. He, (laughs) even worse, claimed he was at Pearl Harbor when it happened. Oh, my God. Even though his training records, in fact, indicate that he was in New York at the time training. Jesus. So he he wasn't even... Like, no, he wasn't officially near. part of the military, too. He was training. He was in boot camp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Fucking crazy. In New York. I think it was in Palmyra, something like that. Yeah. We don't know, we know Palmyra. Yeah, you, something like you that. You do? 
Yeah, it's the Mormon place. Chris, you don't know Palmyra. <gasps> Fuck you, buddy. Where oh, your gar- garment check? Garment check. <laughs> garment check. Oh, that's where the plates are. Garment check. I don't. Have, I'm not wearing them. I'm sorry. Get out. Please leave. He, Unplug his mic. Chain, Unplug his mic. <laughs> 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 getting shut down. But I'm getting taken into a dark room. A podcast. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise waiting with open arms in there. <laughs> oh my god! This like is like the a, South Park episode. This is like a trick to get me to join Scientology. <laughs> yeah. I'm already in. <laughs> yeah. Been in for years. <laughs> it's all a ruse from Whitney. So after Pearl Harbor, he, after Pearl Harbor, like he was there, he claims <laughs> yeah. he was out to drift at sea for days and blinded by the sun. Other times he says it was shrapnel from an explosive device. Other times muzzle flash from his comrades firing right near his eyes. And I do swear all of this comes in later. His brave combat is why Scientologists claim he earned a Purple Heart for his injuries he suffered in the war. But he doesn't. He doesn't actually have a Purple Heart, right? No, he doesn't have literally any medals. It? Yeah, so, so is it just day? hearsay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they still all say all this to this day. Oh, and they, I said like, oh, so in brave. my notes, he said he earned a Purple Heart. Oh, wait, no, he did not. Again, records. So the military didn't work out for him. So what? Shocker. He's L. Ron Hubbard, baby. Yeah, baby. He's a Hollywood bigwig. Even at this point, he this was like he was already famous at this point going in. So this wasn't like he went in the military, then became famous. He okay. got more famous. Okay. But yeah. like he was already a Hollywood bigwig. Let me quiz you real quick. What is every Hollywood bigwig's favorite pastime? Getting drunk. Uh, I would say objectifying women. Ooh, you're closer. That's right. Joining a black magic sex cult and attempting to summon the literal Antichrist. <laughs> oh my hey, God! Hey, that's, that's what we like eyes, to do on our weekends. There we go. Some eyes wide shut shit. Oh. No, literally. Yeah. It's so fucked that Tom Cruise is in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. True. That's what like a lot of people pointed at. That was like the, he was mad because they thought a lot of people thought it was um. Like about Scientology. Was it, was it Scorsese that did that movie? No, um, Kubrick. Kubrick, yeah, thank you. Yeah, he was our episode. Yeah, right? An episode of ours, yes. Yeah, and a lot of people thought that Kubrick was trying to get him out of Scientology using that. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, he literally, like, tried to summon the Antichrist. The <laughs> literal Antichrist. Jesus Christ. Wow. So you can tell he's a very stable, honest, and grounded person. Yes. Of course. This is all just to set the stage for the man we're dealing with that created what we know today. He's a creative, slick talkative and successful man that decided that the praise for his books and the time for his military was just not enough. Time to kick it up a notch. Oh. Now picture World War II America. Many people believe it to be the best America's ever been. (laughs) It was in a religious craze for both traditional and less traditional religions. This gave rise to things like the hippie movement where people were looking into more Eastern cultures and discovering themselves more spiritually. And then, of course, the Christian foundings of the baby boomer religion that gave birth to, obviously, growth in religions like Catholicism, being a Protestant, yeah. Mormon, across the board. Yeah. Uh, but it also gave an opportunity for a little man known as LRH to start something new. I shouldn't say little man because I, I don't want you to think he has little man syndrome. He's a regular <laughs> motherfucker. He's like six feet tall. Yeah. Regular. <laughs> yeah. Short Just regular. Short kings, though. Well, you got to represent them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elmer Hubbard was a short king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but something not based on something else. Everyone else was basing it on Buddhism, Catholicism, more, like Mormonism, obviously, based it on the Bible and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, Christianity. And nothing in it's made up. I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> but he had an idea. To just start on his own. And it wasn't based on anything. 
Except, I mean, it was definitely based on several of his previous sci-fi books, and he even has characters and places ripped directly from them. Oh, characters. But there's no way anybody's going to read all those books, right? Uh, So, uh, the books get... I, like, was under the impression it was, like, self-help. Is that just... (laughs) That's what they want. Yeah. It's, like, straight-up sci-fi. No, that's what they want. You're in their clutches. I love it. I gave them my name, actually. (laughs) My real name. So, Wit for you he went on to write his greatest hit yet dianetics the modern science of mental health oh. he debuted it in 1950 and it <laughs> stayed a bestseller for over 28 weeks the number one bestseller in america for over 28 weeks holy shit wow. that's a long time that is a fucking long that's time, like though. half a year Why do people still take him seriously after he's just like kind of made an ass of himself but they don't know that yeah that's i guess true. that's true Dude, news was different back then that's exactly true. they don't know that how yeah. would that Nobody get out to people <laughs> and even then, I feel like in the modern day, a lot of that stuff would not come out about a writer. Like, there's probably True. a lot of writers no give that a do shit. weird fucking shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you look at, um, what's his name, who wrote It and... Stephen King. Oh. Stephen weird King. Weird motherfucker. Weird motherfucker. No one's mad that he wrote a sex scene with children. That's true. In a book. That's true. Isn't it like an orgy too? Yeah, it's yeah. an orgy, and it's supposed to symbolize them getting older or something. But Ooh. yeah. Anyways, um. Uh, he claimed the processes and Dianetics cured him of his war ailments that I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Because he went through a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah, he went through he, like... He needed seven, something he through, supernatural. Yeah, he went through Pearl Harbor, explosives, yeah. combat, He, he was flares. out in the water for days. days. Yeah. Days. Blinded by the sun. Yeah. Might have even been eaten by a whale. Oh, my God. Shocking. Was there, was there a tiger with him? There may have been. Oh, my God. He might have gone to an island that tried to eat him. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Uh... He claims that every hour spent studying Dianetics can raise your IQ by one point. Oh, no way. <laughs> Not kidding. He actually claimed that he raised a boy's IQ from 82, which I just wanted to give you guys some spectrum of where this would rank these people at. Okay. 82, which is the average IQ of a silverback gorilla. Okay. <laughs> up to 212. Which is like genius level. Uh, That's Far beyond genius level, Einstein was a 190. Stephen oh. Hawking was a 184. Oh my there god! Go. So, so there's like no one that's been. No, I, I don't think. I think it actually literally only goes to 200. That there are people who have been theorized to go higher. There was one, like the highest IQ person ever was a woman, and I believe they said that hers was like a 210. Oh damn! And so this is just like the, the yeah. Anyways, I won't go into that. He claimed that we have two sides to our minds not just to our brains but our minds the analytical mind which is like a computer doing tasks keeping us alive eating drinking breathing just all the things that you need to do and then there's what's called the reactive mind or unconscious this is where lrh claimed all of our emotions fears preferences psychological and some physiological issues come from Hmm. he also claimed it's where physical ailments came from like asthma or diabetes or oh so it's all in your head yes exactly yeah but not just in your head it's actually alien energy from another part of the universe wow that's causing that's giving us diabetes Mm -hmm. he said all of our memories are recorded and placed into what's called engrams engrams which what he says are the source of every single one of everyone's problems all of them all of them (laughs) wow you sad about school tomorrow Engram. Damn engrams. You got cancer? Engram. Engram. Your mom got cancer? You got an engram too. You stu- stub your toe? Engram. Engram. Glad you guys are learning. <laughs> he says you can get rid of these though. 
by using the teachings and Dianetics by essentially hypnotizing oneself into forgetting and once you erase each and every engram only then can you enter into a state of what's called the state of clear <laughs> he claims that your reactive mind would be completely gone allowing you to think react record process everything much faster and much clearer and not only that but you remember everything oh and Who so you love that. Yeah, so you no longer <laughs> yeah. have emotions or it, it's just you're, you're a just robot in the best way. Yeah, oh, you're clear. No engram. You're clear. You're clear. Exactly. No, really. Like that's Engram anima. Oh, give me that. Yo, Sign me up for that. That should be a Scientology podcast. <laughs> engram anima. Yo, should we name this episode should... the Engram anima? Oh, you should. That's really good. Yeah, we should like coin that term. Like uh-huh. you should copyright that shit. Okay. He... Stop begging. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd get sued. They're pretty uh, pretty happy to ruin anybody's lives. Uh, he really thought he did something with all this, too. Like, so much so that he thought it would be the next big study and chapter in psychology itself. Something that no one has ever prepared for ever in their lives, I promise you. Not yeah. even LRH. Yeah. Is a roasting in APA format by the APA themselves. They rejected the science of Dianetics and says and said, quote, it's not science or science fiction, but fictional science. Oh, damn. That is a roast. That's called motherfucking go. bars. That's some bars. That's Shit. Bar. But despite these damning claims. <laughs> That's a bar. <laughs> right. That one. One That's called a bar. <laughs> despite all these damning claims, he continued to practice for several years. He was, however, hit with several lawsuits for false claims, and by 1952, tons of Dianetic clubs around the country were being closed down. Okay, wait, so at this point, he has a following, right? Yeah, for Dianetics, but this isn't religious at this point. Oh, this so is like this fans? is like self-help. Oh, no, this okay. is people who are saying they're able to help clear their mind, and okay. there could be some truth to this part. You, like, it, it sounds like he was close to being onto something, but he just took it in a completely different direction. I feel like exactly. that's how a lot of these people are that we talk about. Yeah. This is a very similar story really. to Joseph Smith that I, I'll get into this a little later. This part of it where he tries once and is turned away because of false claims, gets sued, jail time, etc. Except he doesn't go to he didn't go to jail. But by 1952, tons of Dianetic clubs around the country are being closed down. Hubbard actually went bankrupt and even lost the rights to the term Dianetics. Whoa, yeah. so far back. Maybe he took it from diabetics. True. <laughs> Whitney, I think you're onto something. Oh, my God. Is Whitney Diabetes. clear? Oh, my God. Oh Whitney's my clear. God. Whitney's clear. She's engramless. <laughs> yeah, she, there's not a single beep, boop, engram boop. in her. Here's where things start to get. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> Whitney's sweating. Yeah. If she could sweat. <laughs> we got a long way to go with your kids. Okay, yeah, sorry. Just two red flashing lights. <laughs> She's turned into a toaster. (laughs) (laughs) After this, all this shit, he hates psychology and its community and actually told his followers and interviewers that they were the enemy. After the failure with Dianetics and as a self-practiced self-help, he went on to create the church that we know and love slash fear, the Church of Scientology. Scientology would go on to hold many of the same practices as Dianetics, almost exactly, and they do still use the terms Dianetics here and there, but with a few added steps. Hmm. Specifically by adding what is called an auditor, who would use what's called an e-meter to eliminate people's reactive minds and process them by locating engrams and locating its charge, 
What this meter actually does is measure one's skin reactivity, which is something used in a polygraph lie detector test. What it essentially mm -hmm. does, and well, I shouldn't say essentially, it literally just measures the sweat on your fingers. Oh my no. God. Is that it? I thought it was like your heartbeat too. Like, is it just the sweat? No, it's literally just the sweat on your fingers. That's crazy. The FDA actually caught wind of this technology and heard them claiming that it could do all these healing properties and everything and diagnose things. And they require now a notice on all e-meters that says it could, quote, not diagnose or treat illnesses and is, in fact, just a religious artifact. Wow. Oh, my God. And he, damn. They have been against every, from A to B, every government entity, from the FBI to the FDA to the most importantly the irs and come out on top every time that's crazy they're the only wow. motherfuckers that come out on top of the irs wait and so he and he started the church pretty much just like from scratch well, well yeah well and like the reason behind it was just like because he was getting pushback for the whole dianetics like clubs yeah and a lot of people there's claims there is no evidence behind this i should 100 percent say this there is no evidence this is all alleged okay that he did it on a dare with a bunch of his other author buddies and that he said, I bet I could start a religion. Oh my God. Damn. That would be completely alleged. I could will not imagine? have Scientology slander on my podcast. <laughs> hey guys, I bet I could start a religion. Uh, <laughs> I think <gasps> we're going to want to cut that out in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want any record of some of the shit you say. They find that out later. Damn. Whitney's going to change her name to W a breezy. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and we'll just call her founder. <laughs> so a similarity that Scientology shares with many other beliefs is that we are, in fact, three different beings. And not all of them say we're three or whatever, but that there's separation like church, uh, like the LDS church says spirit and body, right? Of course. Yeah. And most churches say that. But this one is a little different. It's the mind, the body, and the spirit are three separate things. Oh. The spirit, which they claim is Im completely immortal, is called a Thetan, T-H-E-T-A-N. Fully hmm. buying into the idea of reincarnation, but not at first. Hubbard only accepted this idea as more and more people came into their sessions claiming the memories from their past lives in Victorian, Gothic, Roman eras. So he just adopted the idea. At first he was like, what? No, we don't believe in reincarnation. What's all this Eastern hippie shit? But then people started coming through in readings and being like, I remember being in Rome. Yeah. I remember being in Victorian England. He's like, oh, okay, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, that was like one of the few things I did know about the whole audit system was mm -hmm. that they'd go through their previous lives mm -hmm. and talk about the shit that happened that, to them back then. But at first they didn't. For the first like year or two, they did not do that. Okay. That's actually like one of the things that I think makes Scientology successful and interesting is that he continued to adapt develop adapt. and adapt this religion yeah. his whole life which yeah. is a luxury most religions never had and never could have and obviously you do see churches turn tail on a lot of things like they're like oh gay people no way and then suddenly it's like well a lot of people are mad about this prophet and they're like well <laughs> yeah. you know what right. maybe maybe a little you lgtq <laughs> fellers are all right <laughs> give us money yeah um, <laughs> exactly. it's just interesting that he had direct feedback and time to develop it as a product and add different books and add different structure it is very interesting yeah it, he must have had like a group of people around him like advisors who knew all the shit that was going on for sure but i mean they didn't know the shit that was going on most people like who got in believe that shit 
Okay. And I'll, I'll get into one of the reasons people say why, and it's definitely something that relates to the LDS church and a lot of other churches, but I feel like primarily those two. Yeah. But I'll get into that a little later. Yeah. One of his main developments that he was able to adapt over time is essentially his foundation of courses, which is called the Bridge to Total Freedom. It's essentially a description of how his courses should be structured and taught. Now, as a former Mormons and someone who's been pitched Mormonism and other religions, <laughs> I want you and anybody listening to this, I want you to imagine missionaries come to your house mm-hmm. and the Scientology isn't really coming to your house, but you, let's say you're walking downtown. They walk by you, you bump into them. They're like, here's a book of Mormon, sir. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you can come to church with us. And you're like, okay, awesome. They're like, uh, 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 give us $50. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So imagine that. Like, you have to pay to go to the church. Come to church for Jesus. Church. Yes. Okay. Oh, but worse. Th- it's not that's... just for church. It's to, like, you can get into the Scientology building, but then to hear the teachings, you got to pay a lot of money. That's crazy. But, like, in a weird way, that probably attracted a bunch of people to go and yeah, be like, they're like exactly. what's, what's yeah, yeah. Like, like, what, why do I have to pay for this? This is how Scientology functions from the bottom all the way up yes. to the higher ups. Most of the starter courses are only 50 to a hundred dollars. Like any self-help thing would be. Yeah. So it's like, you're making a serious investment and you're not just curious, but it's also like, you know, I feel like I could swing this. I don't got to change my world to do this. Yeah. And so that's how they get people in. Yeah. But that's just in the early stages. They hit you with what's called the OCA test, the Oxford Capacity Analysis, which has nothing to do with Oxford University, I thought I should mention. <laughs> the test's main function is to find, quote, your ruin, which is essentially whatever you're struggling with most in your life so they can sell you a solution to it and later blackmail you with it. Wow. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's what, when you were saying the reading isn't that. This is a separate thing. Okay. Um. So, like, let's say having headaches, they can help with Dianetics. Struggling with school, easy W for Miscavige. Marriage problems, forget about it. (laughs) Drug addiction, yeah, yeah, we got that. (laughs) For a fee. (laughs) They have their own program for helping people quit drugs, which, I, I mean, I've been around, like, my parents were missionaries in the addiction recovery program, so I know pretty... Well, about the 12 steps and Alcoholics Anonymous and whatnot. But this one they have called Narcanon, which is not to be related to the actual Narcotics Anonymous like Mm. Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Not the same thing, but they just call it Narcanon slash Purification Rundown. They claim the only way to get it out of your brain slash system is through backbreaking manual labor and sweating it out in a sauna. I'm not kidding. They prescribe you to go sit in a sauna for like hours on end until you sweat it out of your system, which to some extent it does speed up things, but also anyone can obviously tell if you know anything about anything. That's a fucking terrible advice for someone experiencing withdrawals. True. Because they're they're already going to be like sweating. Oh, no, this is this has killed people. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be using that one a lot, too. So is this (laughs) stuff that's still going on, or was this, like, back in the day? No, this is right now. Oh, my God. No, this part is right now. A lot of the... That's a good question, though. If you have that question, let me know, and I'll clarify. Yeah. Here's my most bold part. Oh. (laughs) This is a fuck you to some of our listeners. Oh. Much like astrology and zodiac signs. Oh, (laughs) damn. Oh, my God. It's vague enough in a lot of aspects that people believe it. But it's just because it can't be proved wrong. But it also can't be proved right. But unlike astrology, 
they have an answer for why certain people don't see success or refuse to believe. And I respect that about astrology. Most of the time it's like, oh, you don't believe that's your thing. Like, yeah, that's such a Gemini thing to say, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this one is much scarier. They label people as what's called suppressive persons or SPs. They also say that anyone who speaks out against Scientology or is anti-Scientology in any way is an SP. Unfortunately, when labeled an SP, you're then open up to what's called, quote, fair game policy, which honestly, just the name itself is so spooky. Yeah. yeah. We may or may not be labeled SPs after this. Like, we definitely fit into the the criteria for an SP. If I, I feel as though if we were more popular. But, like, like, I think, who was it? Was it you, Chris, that said the last podcast on the left did a huge thing? I th- I, I, I'm pretty sure they did. I think they did. So yeah. I think if they're safe, we're safe. Yeah. Shout oh, out to sure. them. I, like, I, I did a lot of research through them for the... Uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, hell yeah. There is, I, I need to, I have it in the end of my notes on where I got my research from here. Obviously, the Leia Remini show, and um, there's this YouTube channel. I forget the channel name, but the episode is called Clearing the World. Oh, Dad interesting. Wow. He has some on Mormonism that are really interesting. Oh, Catholicism, damn. roots of every religion and stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. That is cool. But uh, the fair game policy constitutes that members of Scientology may use any means necessary to discredit or destroy the person labeled fair game. The church claims this is no longer in practice, although they still go to great lengths to discredit people and essentially ruin their lives in any supposedly nonviolent way possible. Yeah. Now, LRH originally went as far as putting in calls to the FBI and CIA labeling several of his enemies slash (laughs) ex-wives. same thing am i right <laughs> as communists during the red scare and some of them wow. even like damn. got arrested like, like during like the whole McCar- mccarthyism exactly and during the mccarthyism damn like he was putting it in cia and everywhere wait so so he these had, people he were had, being investigated so he had like friends in high places he had pe- friends in the fbi and cia and shit uh yeah and they still do it's nuts yeah like, it's yeah but like, like but he was really rich I guess that's true. He was like a hundred millionaire at one point. Like okay. by today's, I think he had like yeah. 30, 40 million in the okay. 50s, but yeah. like So, okay. I, yeah. I, you would think that like all the shit that he's done would discredit him. Like that people wouldn't respect him for all the lying and shit. Do but, I even have to say it? Uh, you don't. I, that's L- not, that's look good. at all of politics. Yeah. That's true. I, I, everyone's successful in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is also the point where Scientology uses your audit against you if you're a former member. The information you gave them about your darkest secrets and most difficult struggles, that is now fair game and will likely be published for all to see. Another common element of this is hiring a private investigator to essentially follow you around, watch everything you say and do, and just make your life more difficult. (laughs) They've been known to plant trackers on cars, cut down trees to get better views, dig through your garbage to find things interesting about you. Worst show up in public areas loudly harassing you about quote ongoing investigations and even going as far to interviewing neighbors saying you're currently under an investigation and for them to keep an eye on you oh my, oh my god. god they'll my tell neighbors would eat that shit up <laughs> they would. yeah, yeah they, oh would. they wouldn't god. stop please like, they were pissing so loud i tell you <laughs> get out of my life and then they'll literally make a website about it but you're just giving them ammo on what to do to you now cool. uh shit i'm cutting it out even worse though like They'll tell people this about your family members, your friends, your associates. It will bleed into every part of your life. Scientology has a literally near limitless amount of money to spend on frivolous things like this. It's been shown that they've spent several million dollars to private investigators for just one person. One person. Jesus. Let alone all the people they've followed. Do you have like a theory? So do they have this much money just because to be a part of it, you have to keep paying? 
And they don't have to pay taxes. I love that I literally directly answer all your questions. Good. In. I love it. Okay, good. Like, next sentence pretty oh, much. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have this near limitless amount of money, mostly due to the fact that they have tax-exempt status as a religious entity. Fuck. You right. called it. You called it. Hey. What's oh, my God. So they don't get taxed for anything? No. That's crazy. No, n- no, no church. Religion but I know, but I, I, that does, like, it. It's mind-boggling. Church weed, Just no, any church. has a lot of money tax-free. $100 billion. They have so much power, though. Interest yeah. on interest. Well, that's the thing. I think people think Scientology is bigger than it is. The LDS church is at least 60,000 times bigger, pretty much. Like oh, it's, than Scientology? It's massive. Oh, well, they have way more members. Members, money, influence. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Um, Sigh. <laughs> they have all this as a religious exempt status as a religious entity. This is called for in a document that LRH made called the Manual of Justice. The Manual of Justice outlines how to take care of Scientology's enemies. One such outline concerning investigation is goes as follows. When we investigate, we do so noisily always. And usually mere investigation damps out the trouble, even when we discover really no useful or pertinent facts. Oh my god. So they've been known to follow journalists, former outspoken members, and even the creators of South Park for months on end. Oh shit, so th- those guys... Oh, yeah, they followed them for months on end, and then the PIs eventually published a report saying that they were, quote, painfully normal people. <laughs> oh, damn. Wait, so so how did they get out of it? Because usually it never ends, right? No, so eventually, the, like, with them, it was just, like, eventually they just gave up. Oh, okay. And a lot They'd of times it's, like, sure. they would get bored, yeah. Like, oh, my God. You guys would be so wrong. <laughs> I think it was because there was so much, so many people watching them do this to Matt Stone oh, and Trey Parker, because that's true. definitely the most popular take ever on Scientology. No doubt about it. That that, sci- that that South Park episode is the most famous thing concerning anti-Scientology of anything ever. Yeah. Like, there's nothing even close. Yeah. But they've had people follow, PIs follow people from the USA, like the same PIs. This isn't like they hire one in London, hire one in Sydney. They'll be like, I'm in Sydney one day, I'm in London the next day, and then I'm in Beverly Hills the next day. And the same fucking guy is following me all the time. Jesus. So they know what flights they're taking. They know everything Jesus about Christ. them. Christ. There's good episodes on it in Le- Leah Remini's show. Yeah. But one such journalist, and perhaps the worst case, is Paulette Cooper. Her example is very extreme and, in my opinion, very sad. She did a story on Scientology that shed some negative light on their practices. And granted, this wasn't – like, I read a lot of it. This wasn't, like, that terrible compared to some other ones. Yeah, when was this? This is like, the 70s. Okay. Um this is a well-documented case of harassment that is, in fact, so well-documented because the FBI raided the Scientology offices in the late 1970s. Wow. Another mm. government entity on their back. Yeah. They found documents with directives stating to, quote, get PC, Paulette Cooper, incarcerated in a mental institution or jail or to at least hit her so hard that she drops her attacks entirely. <laughs> the Scientologist took her personal stationery with her actual fingerprints on it and sent a fake bomb threat that got her indicted and nearly put in prison. Oh, my oh God. My they God. framed her for making, like, produce, like, producing and giving out a bomb. They also put spies on her and her mother for over eight years. Oh. Holy shit. Following her every day, everywhere she went, her mother included. They also included, with this written bomb threat, a phone call. The directive for the phone call said, quote, The telephoner should be a girl that sounds like Paulette Cooper. It should go as follows, quote, I'm going to bomb you bastards and take you with me. In an impression of her. And at this time, they also had 19 different lawsuits filed against her. Only after this targeted operation was exposed did they drop these lawsuits 
all at the same time, I should mention. And yeah. all these lawsuits were from like different countries and different states. So she would have to respond to all them because they would constantly show up and be like, you've been served. Jeez. And that's like a common element of Scientology is people showing up and forcibly being like, you've been served. Oh, okay. Without yeah. identifying any court yeah. legality to it because it's supposed to be a lawyer or something and it never yeah. is. It's always just a, a, a phony? Just a person. Someone Someone's, rando? It's usually someone intimidating. Oh. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Cooper was definitely not enemy number one. They ended up fucking with the one organization, like I said, that no one ever dares fuck with. You hear joke like Batman, the Joker from Batman, being like, I'll fuck with the Batman, but the IRS, no, sir. <laughs> yeah. They fuck with the IRS, and they won. Yeah, what'd they do? They knew this. They knew that no one would ever beat the IRS. But they were so smart and took it a different route than anybody had ever done it before. One of their policies about opposing organizations is, quote, if it's a group problem, find key persons and influence them. Only data about individuals is valid for use. Only act upon individ- only action upon individuals is ever productive. Hmm. So they went for individual IRS agents and their extended families. Wow. They dug through their trash to find out what they were doing, what they ate, what meds they took. Do they have a drinking problem? They stalked these people for years upon years. And when I say years upon years, I mean nine years, 1984 to 1993. Again. What was their reasoning to do this? Just to... Okay. Again, there's proof of this happening. Only this time it comes from direct admission from the current head of Scientology, David Miscavige. He went on stage in front of thousands and live broadcast and said, Well, what is the IRS? It's a group. And a group is made up of individuals. So we decided to follow their lead and make this personal. They created magazines. They took out ads in USA Today, newspapers across the nation. They labeled them as traitors, communists, every dirty word you could think of. My personal favorite, I looked through some of the ads, and my personal favorite is one that says, how do you spell IRS in Russian? KGB. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) I thought was funny. So, like you said, why were they so mad at the IRS? Yeah. Because at one point, the IRS got mad and took away their tax-exempt status upon proving directly that LRH was using church dollars for personal gains, which is, in fact, very illegal. Yeah. In 1967, the IRS stripped their tax-exempt status from Scientology, and fearing further government action, LRH took to the high seas and founded what's called the Sea Org. The Sea Org. The Sea Org contains Scientology's most important and devoted members. And the Sea Org is essentially their version of, like, a clergy, but is also a navy at the same time. Oh. Anyone who wants <laughs> to join the Sea Org gets to do completely normal things, like sign a billion-year contract of your very soul of service. Oh, my God. And because, you know, what's a billion years to an immortal Thetan inhabiting just another flesh sack? They True. Say? It's operated and marketed nearly identically. Identically, so similarly to the Navy. Like, you see ads, and it looks exactly the guys in the white hats. With they a bunch they of them dress like, them. yeah, yeah, they, they dress like the Navy. They are in exact naval uniforms, yeah. naval designations. It's crazy. And their mission objective is to, quote, clear the planet. God. Damn. Of what? Just to make everyone make go into a state of clear. Make them clear. Oh, like you are, Whitney. I am clear. See, she didn't get that because she's clear. I am clear. <laughs> now. LRH quickly appointed himself the highest position of command, which they call Commodore, and got to sailing. They sailed around the Mediterranean Sea, doing fun activities like treasure hunting for treasures from LRH's past lives that they never found, tourism in cross Europe, 
and getting permanently banned from several countries. And eventually, allegedly, I have this bolded, underlined, and italicized, allegedly, participated in a coup of Morocco in 1971. This is also the time that he really developed his mostly self-help and meditation focus into an actual religion using what's called operating Thetan levels, which is levels that go above and beyond the state of clear. They say they exist over all matter, energy, space, and time. And they also say that you can be another religion and be a Scientologist at the same time. LRH calls it it's a religion of religions of sorts. And, you know, you don't want to exclude a whole market of paying customers just by saying, you know, you can't join if you're a Catholic, Mormon, Jewish, Buddhist, etc. That's a lot of money. Hey, that's money, money. Advantage of the market. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of people they can help. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's not for <laughs> no, it's not for profit. It's from the profit. Oh, that's damn. called motherfucking bars. Because <laughs> after all, getting into this act, the religion... It, the part of, the religious part of Scientology takes years and more importantly a metric shit ton of money. Now imagine a religion trying to get you to join, but they refuse to tell you what's in their book without a minimum fee of four thousand dollars and several years of devotion. Like those two little dweebs rolling up on ten speeds, knocking on your door, speaking Spanish for some fucking reason. <laughs> Saying hola, somos los misioneros de la Iglesia de Jesucristo de los Santos de los Últimos Días. Tenemos una mensaje para ustedes. Uh, <laughs> it's like a telenova. <laughs> yeah, telenova. <laughs> Telemundo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they show up but they're like oh yeah you you want to hear our message pay up motherfucker <laughs> pay up mother hecker mother yeah mother Hatcher. pay up mother hen that's gonna be four thousand dollars and you gotta stick with us for a few years that'd be like if they told you after your mission like you get all in you go through the temple yeah it's and that's really only the start too to get to the true basis of what Scientologists, as a religion, at their core believe, it costs approximately $250,000 and seven to eight years of devotion. But there is an alternative. For one simple payment of intensive labor for your entire life and a billion-year contract, you can join the Sea Org, and eventually, after more and more years, you won't have to pay because that'll be paid by your labor, and they say paid in past, which is a weird phrase uh you can join the sea org and once one of these two requirements is met and you also reach thetan level three you can pass through what lrh labeled the wall of fire <laughs> they call it this because they say if you hear this information before reaching thetan level three you will be driven mad I'm talking insane. So, <laughs> formal warning here. If you do, upon hearing, any hearing, can't speak here. <laughs> do be warned upon hearing this, that any and all insanity caused by hearing this upcoming information is at your own risk and own discretion. You may now pause the podcast if you so feel appropriate. If that's what you feel and you're afraid of the insanity, that learning what you're about to learn or if you feel like you need to take time to get to Thetan Level 3, please take your time. I don't want you to go insane. We love you. Please resume this podcast once you've reached it, though. Yeah, once you've reached yes. Thetan Level 3. Actually, if you hear this next part, it's just going to be static unless you're already at Thetan Level yeah, 3. Yeah. <laughs> you are about to hear the Scientologist version of the creation story. You are already know the original creation story. Adam and Eve, 
everyone knows it, right? Like yeah, Cain, Cain wanted evil. the earth as Bigfoot. We yeah, know. yeah, yes. we know that part. Everyone knows that part. Yes. But if you do already know this, the Scientologist version, you likely know it from the South Park interpretation about Scientology, which, like I said earlier, is honestly insanely informative. You may or you may have said that off air. No, I said that like earlier. earlier. Okay. <laughs> about Matt Stone and Trey Parker being followed yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. I, a matter of fact, I think I when we got cut off, I was actually talking about joining the Sea Org for the intensive labor. But I, I don't think know so. for sure. Because yeah. I wanted to ask if Tom Cruise, do you, guys, do you guys think he had to do the intensive labor or did the fame? No, uh, no. Yeah. Celebrities almost always just get to do it through promotion. Get it? Like Leia Remini yeah. talked about, she didn't have any of the hardships that a lot of people had because she's famous. They were just like, go yeah. to London and promote Scientology. And wow. that was how they would, yeah. Um, so enter at your own risk for what you're about to hear. You are about to enter the twilight zone. Now let's start it here. Everyone get into focus. It all started 14 quadrillion years ago. The universe was created and advanced to a point that 75 million years ago, before there were dinosaurs, there was what we call the Galactic Federation, headed up by the evil Lord Xenu, spelled X-E-N-U. And this was in an era right before the dinosaurs went extinct. Xenu was experiencing overpopulation. years ago, before the dinosaurs went extinct. No, that was when the universe was created. We're at 75 million years now. Oh, okay, okay. Xenu was experiencing an overpopulation problem. No. This is not the plot of the Avengers Endgame. He would then select people to be brought in and killed. In LRH's own words, this part fucking kills me. One of the methods he used was to tell them to come in for an income tax investigation. This is right after the IRS stripped them from their tax exempt status. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Because they, they weave their enemies and everything into the plot against Scientologists into mm. their religious texts. It's pretty interesting. But once these aliens uh, across the galaxy were rounded up, they were then killed by being thrown into volcanoes on a planet they called Tegeak, T-E-E-G-E-E-A-C-K, which is now humbly called Earth. Tegeak Fridays. Tegeak Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, once they were killed in the volcanoes, their souls floated up ooh, out of the volcanoes. But Xenu knew this would come and planned not to let them just repopulate again. He captured their souls using giant vacuums and then forced them into re-education programs, implanting them with false memories and history, which Scientology says later turned into all other religions. Once finished with the brainwashing, these Thetans were released upon the earth, wandering for a period of time, bodiless, purposeless. Until they came upon the budding human race, which was still in its Neolithic phase, which they say was at the same time as the dinosaurs. Yikes. I don't think, no, I don't yeah. think so, I don't Chief. I think there was overlap there. Not much. <laughs> there was the Flintstones, though. They oh, were in yes. this. Dino. Uh, yeah, Dino and Bonnie, my pebbles. Yeah, good one. Thanks, Peyton. Um, they found their bodies, they found these bodies that their souls could latch onto thus progressing the human race and allowing the Thetans to continue. They say there can even be dozens, even hundreds, of Thetans on you at any given point. They say they can influence you by up to 60 feet away. Oddly specific that said that. LRH claims that these alien souls are the source of all of man's problems. Now, you know this. You have some work to do. You thought it ended at OT3? OT3? 
how about OT3 to OT7 are about eliminating these body themes that ail you? It's because OT3 is getting high. Yeah. But OT4, 5, 6, 7, that's when you're starting to flex. <laughs> but at this point, there's no more auditors, really. It's all on the honor system. It's all, hey, I think I've progressed. <laughs> so, at this point, do you guys find this hard to believe? Like, would you buy into this? Absolutely. Uh-huh, for sure. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, some members do, once they find this shit out, like, that they're like, wait, this is what I believe? <laughs> they get a little freaked out. But as you were saying earlier, like, you were like, how do people believe this? How do they stay in this? And I said I would answer your question. At this point, picture, you've spent $250,000 or more, yeah, eight years or more of your life, distanced your friends and family, and devoted every part of your life to this church. So even if it's the dumbest thing you have ever heard, you're going to be pretty compelled to believe it, right? True. Out Plus of pure the, the, pride. Out, yeah. of, pure, out and, of pure pride and fear. And, and just, they know all of your secrets. They know all your yep. secrets. And where do you go? These people are your family and friends. That's what a lot of these people who leave say. They're like, I'm literally like being reborn in a sense. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Jesus. But for those of you who still don't believe after all this, but do want to remain Scientologists, you'll be sent to the Rehabilitation Project Force or RPF. Like I said, a lot of these names are so fucking stupid because he's a (laughs) sci-fi writer. Yeah. Yeah. Rehabilitation Project Force, the RPF, what? The RPF is essentially rehab boot camp where members of the Sea Org are, say it with me one more time, allegedly subject to a multitude of abuses and inhumane practices in order to change their mind. Oh, okay, I've heard about this. Like, aren't they all locked into a room mm-hmm. and sort of some shit like that? Yeah, and some of them, some people say they weren't allowed bathroom breaks yeah. and they're not allowed to eat and it's like really hot and Yikes. yeah, it's, it's bad. So they this all... is after they don't believe in the alien shit. Yeah, this is to, to, go to this. and this to, is like you don't have them. to be that far in either. It's like, uh, th- th- yeah, this can happen earlier in too. Oh, wow. Not not at like, like before the level of clear or anything, but like OT one to three. Yeah, if you have faith crisis, they say this can help you. But that's not the also the only fucked up thing they were doing. They were also involved with several secret clandestine operations that were proven to have happened in 1973, same time when they found out um, about Paulette Cooper. They infiltrated the office of several government organizations like the AP, several governments, organizations like the APA and AMA, like the, so the American Psychology Association and American Medical Association and more, with the intent of locating and destroying any information that these organizations had on the church. This was called Operation Snow White and contained over 5,000 participating Sea Org members, making it the largest domestic infiltration in U.S. history and potentially world history. Wow. The same FBI raid that exonerated Paulette Cooper had the agents find documents detailing a project called Project Normandy. Project Normandy was a direct plot to take over the city of Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, Clearwater is essentially their Temple Square or Vatican at this point. It's known as Flag Land Base. And in order to get to OT6 and above, you must go to the flag, the flag as they call it. They essentially still own Clearwater. That much is not disputable. It like said currently? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It said over 90% of all the hotels and businesses in Clearwater are directly owned and operated by this Church of Scientology, which they pay no property taxes on either, might I add. Oh my god. There's been many disagreements between local officials and the church, but Scientology isn't just in Florida. They are worldwide, truly worldwide, with a particularly strong hold in California, as most people know, like you said, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the huge blue building that you've seen probably in pictures and movies, I think we even included it in a picture from our podcast, uh, our podcast, our Instagram, excuse me. Shout out to uh, Honda Classics with a Z. Hey. Uh, yeah. It's called the Area Center or the PAC, Pacific Area Center. There's also one called Gold Base, which is essentially their corporate HQ, right? Like with the LDS Church, there's Temple Square, and then there's the church office building, right? At Gold Base, there are spikes and razor wires on both the outside <laughs> and the inside. Wow. It's kind of freaky. There's spikes facing inward and outward. <laughs> a lot of places have like spikes on the outside so people don't climb the fences yeah. and attack people or whatever but this is so no one can leave too <laughs> little sussy hmm? uh but much like the lds church's vault of little cottonwood canyon they have their own in new mexico called tremantina base where all of l ron hubbard's writings are kept on solid steel tablets stored deep under the earth they want to preserve everything about lrh for ten thousand plus years because you know he did die and to them, this was a big deal, yet at the same time, not a big deal. It's kind of strange. He died in 1986, and this part cracks me up. Or as they refer to it as 36 AD, after Dianetics. I'm not kidding. Oh, <laughs> after Dianetics in public, yeah. They're just trying to come up with their own shit. It's so fucking weird. On bases around the world, if you go on Google Earth and see them, they have big infinity symbols like cut into the grass. Like those the the Incan symbols you see in Peru and stuff that are so weird. I I can't remember what they're called, like Nazca symbols or something. But yeah. Nazca lines. Nazca lines. Did I didn't do that. that. Someone did. Chris did. I did. I think so. One of you did. It wasn't me. Someone did. Someone I thought did. it was you. No, it was not me. <laughs> We're all just pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man meme, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can see these huge infinity symbols that are really weird looking on Google Earth. This is said to be a guide for L. Ron Hubbard's Thetans to find their way back. They say it takes up to 21 years for Thetans to find their way back. So by that math, the Thetans have been MIA for f- over 14 years at this point. Okay, <laughs> so what's the difference between a Thetan that he wants to come back to him versus the Thetans that were wandering the Earth? Thetans still contain your memories and everything. Like So that's like your spirit? Yeah, your spirit is a thing, and there can be a bunch of them on you that the like aren't yours. Uh huh. It's it's very I, it's so unclear. That's kind of the thing. And they were evil to begin with. No, no. The the Zenu was evil because he killed all of them and made them attached to us with these false memories. Because oh. Thetans themselves are pure, but they've been given these false memories that are engrams oh. that need to be wiped. Okay. Full circle. There it is. There. Wait. Now so it makes sense. so he died in eighty six. You said indeed. Okay. And it was taken over by David Miscavige at that point. Like, oh, like immediately. Born? David Miscavige? When yeah. was he born? Uh, Where or when? When? I have so no like, fucking So, currently, clue. he's like in After, his Before 40s 1986, or 50s. though, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like an avatar thing where yeah, it's like the first born. person burning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, so, uh, do you know how he died? Hubbard? I do. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I actually don't think I go over that at any point. Um, if I do, it's later in, but. Okay. He, they claimed, what they, I, I do know, but they, they claimed that he abandoned his mortal body because it was holding him back and he didn't need it anymore. And so he was just being <laughs> things. He actually had a stroke. Oh, really? Or a oh. heart attack, one of the two. I mean, but, he was yeah. pretty old at that point. He must have, like, in he his 70s. He was in 70s? terrible health, too. Like, he yeah. smoked cigars, drank a lot, yeah. fucked a lot, Damn. that sort of thing. Wait, so, like, was he still, like, head honcho of Scientology oh yeah up to the last minute and they had okay. this big ceremony and everything and Damn. Miscavige presented and they were like 
I forgot what they said. Their exact quote, but it's so interesting. They're like, safe travels, LRH. We'll be seeing you soon or something like that. But Damn. Because of the immortality aspect of Thetans, like I said, just inhabiting new bodies, Scientologies, Scientologists often value the human body less than some other religions. Like, you know, the LDS faith values it a lot to the body point they say your body's a temple, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get tattoos, don't drink. Yeah. Scientologists are not this way. They also value the aspect of family far less, which is something very, very different from the LDS church. Those are the two most important parts of LDS church. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. It's like the exact opposite. Many former members of the Sea Org came forward and said that, this is obviously if they were a woman, right, that they were pressured to have an abortion or to give up the child until it reached a certain age because it would distract them from their work. Wow. And there are children Damn. in here who've testified like, yeah, no, I didn't know my parents growing up pretty much. Oh, Because wow. they believe that kids are just immortal thetans and tiny bodies. Like, to them, it's not, they're disciplined and treated like they're adults by the time they're six. Many even claim it's by the time they're born. That they are full working schedule by the time they're six. Holy shit. And they're not allowed to speak their emotions. They're allegedly, say it one more time, allegedly, allegedly beaten, starved. It's very sad. And the sea work is very serious. And like in the Leia Remini one, this girl who's got pretty high up was like Miscavige and uh, Kelly Miscavige. I think that's her name. Shelly Miscavige. Thank you, Peyton. Um she was like their accountant and was like best friends with Shelly at some wow. point. And she talked about how she grew up in the Sea Org and that her parents' work schedule is 7 a.m. to midnight. Jeez. <laughs> Literally Man. 7 a.m. to midnight the whole their whole lives. It's like until you die. It's not like you retire. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. They got them working during tornadoes. Oh, wait, they're not that evil. <laughs> Scientology influences people with propaganda better than pretty much anything else I've ever seen in my entire life. It's nuts. It's terrifying yet impressive. Back to sucking their dick. They own dozens of film studios, magazines, buildings, organizations, websites, museums, channels, you name it. They got it. Everything that could influence a person, they've got it. The craziest part is most of these organizations don't mention and specifically don't mention their affiliation with the Church of Scientology at all or even mention the church a lot of times. They have this whole museum dedicated to hating psychology that it's n- not broadcasted that it's owned by the church. <laughs> oh, wow. It's called Psychology, an Industry of Death, the museum. Oh, wow. Where's that at? I think California. Oh, we should go. Yeah, let's definitely yeah. go. Right now? Mm-hmm. Right now. I got tickets. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> we just had tickets before, so you didn't know. Scientology has its own inner circle of people who they consider exceptional members called the IAS, the International Association of Scientologists. Very creative. If you've seen the pictures of Tom Cruise with the big gold medal, like the one that was on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. This is from one of their award ceremonies. These award ceremonies, they claim to have millions of members, but unfortunately for them, when they had this tax-exempt status that they eventually did get back, I should add, after they did that whole thing targeting the the reason they targeted the IRS, like I said earlier, is they eventually got it back in 1994. So... Or, yeah, 1994, they eventually got it back. Mm -hmm. I also forgot to mention, I think there was somewhere around, like, 1,300 lawsuits lobbied at the IRS all at once. And they would do this thing where they would go to, like, remote places like Nome, Alaska and shit out in the middle of nowhere. So, that like, the IRS has to respond to these. So they have to physically send a person there, right? And so they just tried to make it really hard from countries across the planet, Morocco, Spain, everywhere. And then right when they got their tax-exempt status. And then none of these claim to be the Church of Scientology. All gone. They're like, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so 
but once they got this tax exempt status, there's some things they have to disclose to the government about how many members they actually have, which is estimated to be at most, which some estimate to be much less, 30,000 worldwide members. So to put that in perspective, like I said earlier, many, 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 many more Mormons. The LDS church, under the same law, because they're tax exempt, claimed to have had added just in 2020 alone 249,000 new members. Wow. wow. And that's, I, I believe that's baptisms. So, like, that's legit. Um, alone in 2020. And as of 2020, they're at about 16 to 18 million members. Wow. Yeah. So, Scientology, I think, is because it's so. Their propaganda is so good. They have TV channels. Mm-hmm. They have all this stuff. It's and more they covert. Have, but it is covert, but they also want you to see Scientology. Scientology. Because honestly, think of the name Scientology. Such a cool fucking name. Yeah, yeah. it's like you think it's going to be like something else. Yeah. They, it's Scientology it science. at its root. Scientology means the study of knowledge. Aha. Uh-huh. Ology means study. Scient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now. Some people would go as far to claim Scientology is a cult. I do not make this claim, nor have I ever made this claim, nor will I ever make this claim. I wouldn't make that claim. This is all, say it with me, allegedly. Alleged, yeah. Alleged made more sense. No, it was right. Oh, I said alleged too. I know. Good job, Chris. I thought you said alleged. No, I had the lead at the end. Yeah. Can you cut that out? Cut that out. I'm just kidding. Let's try again. But if you ask the National Cult Awareness Network, they will, in fact, tell you that Scientology does not actually qualify as a cult, but is, in fact, just a religion and that there's no need. <laughs> there's no need to look into who owns the National Cult Awareness Network. Ha <laughs> <laughs> stop. No, <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> when I say their propaganda reaches everywhere, I mean it like I've seen it with my own personal eyes. Not not the loner pair of eyes I've been yeah. getting with my own fucking personal eyes. <laughs> I've seen it with my own eyes. I was going to a jazz game downtown with my girlfriend, and this guy handed her, this is years back, this guy handed her a flyer talking about how bad the NFL and NCAA is and that the doctors won't acknowledge brain injuries on, from football, which is all true. I agree. And it was yeah. talking about the damage that these people have suffered and how sad it is yeah. and showing studies about concussions all on this one little flyer but on the back of the flyer it offered a solution to these brain injuries through the practice of diagnetics literally did not say scientology once on the entire flyer and it really looked so legit and interesting and the guy handing them out was super charismatic she even was like i just felt too bad i was like who the fuck takes a flyer from a random person that's like oh read about it read all about it she's like i just felt too bad and i'm like you are gonna be a Scientologist. Because <laughs> she read it. If shoved on me, I'll be like, oh, no, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, would take it. I literally, when, like, I, because I was like, no, no, we're good. And then she's like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, if, Such if a someone else soul. had the courage to say we're good, I'd be like, not making eye contact. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, we're good. There were like a hundred people around us. They were like, no, no, fuck off. <clears throat> no one said fuck off. We were downtown, but. It's like those people at the mall. You gotta. In the kiosks, you, you gotta not oh, make God, eye contact. So yeah, you want you want to smell our lotion? Fast. Smell it, motherfucker! It's the perfume yeah. department. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it, it's just really didn't say Scientology. I had to know what Dianetics was beforehand, and Rochelle was like, because she's a massage therapist, was like, "Oh, this is really interesting. Like, I, I wonder if this actually works." And then I was like, "Uh, no, that's Dianetics." 
which I'm not claiming Dianetics doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, I would like to go over some of the modern controversies surrounding Scientology, but I really don't have time. Like that would, if we want to do a second episode, that would be what it's about. I think we should. Shelly yes. disappearing. Yes. I, think, I, I would like to hear uh, just like, the rise of David Miscavige. Yeah, that's what I'll go over in a second episode if we want to do that. So if we get some demand from the followers, some love. Is, mm-hmm, exactly. Show us some love. Show us some love. Show us some we love. appreciate your questions, which is my segue to that now. I want to take some time now that we have an understanding of the Church of Scientology. Do you guys feel you better understand it than when we first yeah. set off? Yeah. Good. To go over the questions that you, our followers, submitted to our Instagram page. I'm just going to go down the list, not in any importance, just in the order they were sent. First question is from our buddy Sam. And he actually had two questions, so I'm just going to combine them. He asks first, what's the best part of Scientology? What's what's your guys' opinion on that? I think, so I mean, it's not like objectively good. I think like what makes it work is the fact that once you're in, it's so hard to get out. Mm -hmm. Whitney? The best is in my favorite part. Yeah, just uh, what what do you think is the best, most attractive part of Scientology? Uh, I think the famous people. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but elbows with John Travolta. If John Travolta's into it. Tom Cruise. If Tom Cruise. Yeah. John Travolta was the mom in hairspray, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, well I'm in. (laughs) Okay. Wait a second. You didn't say that guy from Greece was in here. But I, what I think is like... Hey, was that your John Travolta impression? <laughs> hey, Cindy! <laughs> Chris, it, it's like your Arthur Morgan impression, Whitney. It's just like an impression of an impression of an impression. Yeah, I was definitely it doing is. an impression of you doing it. <laughs> yep, whip. <laughs> I, I honestly, for me, I think it, it depends. Like, I think it can actually be genuinely helpful at the bottom line for the average person in the first stage because it really is just like essentially regular ass self-help books and teachings like and, it really like therapy just talking about your shit mm-hmm. well but really though like the books they have a lot of them are like help you budget help you finance oh yeah, yeah that's the stuff i learned about when we went to the head the freaking when you signed and up no yeah. one could deny that's helpful it's like, oh you opinion. don't it doesn't it doesn't seem like sus well it's the same thing with me of like the lds like missionaries of like their original message is like, well, we want you to know that eternal families exist. Yeah. And realistically, who doesn't want to believe that? Yeah, it's just then there's, you learn... there's a couple loopholes you gotta mm-hmm. get there, mm-hmm. go through to get there. <laughs> but yeah, as, I mean, as you get further in, it seems to be a little more detrimental as it becomes not self help. That is, unless you want to be an actor or something, it can really boost your career at that. Like that's something that's happened a lot. But yeah, as long as you stay loyal, because if not, they will crush you. So is this how I get into my acting career? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, see that. Yeah, let's hear your uh, impression of Grease, please. <laughs> oh my god. It's getting worse. Just make it worse every time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my audition? It, it's, it's almost like like when you each time you die and come back to life, there's like less human. So it's like each each time you do an impression, it's she's, less and less. She's going clear. She's it's going so to Phaeton level two. I am clear. Oh my god. <laughs> Got like me, I'm dating level three. That's you were being driven insane. She heard it too soon. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> Sam's other question is would we consider joining? No. I said personally, I only would if I could, and I genuinely mean this, if I could be guaranteed that I would get to the level of like Tom Cruise, I'd join tomorrow. <laughs> oh, like if they, they were like within five years, you could be Tom Cruise. I'm like, done. Done. 
Dog. I'm the hundred millionaire. I'll they suck the scavenger's dick. Think they pay him, or you think they just help him? They probably don't to... need to. No, I think he paid. Like I think he's paid his way. He probably has. Yeah, but like, would being at the level of Tom Cruise automatically make you a millionaire? Would that just make you really deep in Scientology? Just deep in Scientology. Oh no, I mean Still, the level of Tom Cruise as in like fame as an actor. Oh, fame. Because they've really helped him get through that. Like a, a lot of his yeah. famous roles were from Scientology and connections he made there. Damn. Oh. And sweeping shit under the rug was Scientology for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like doing the like commercials for him. Have you seen the yep. commercial? Oh yeah. It's so good. He's so into it. It's crazy if you search Scientology. Literally, the first ten websites you go through will all be Tom. No. Oh. Like all random websites that don't look like they're made by Scientology, oh. but they one thousand percent are interesting wow yeah because some of them are very clearly it'll be like our founder lrh and then some of them are like famous author l ron hubbard said mm. that sort of thing but it's like if you search things that are anti it comes up or if you search leia remini it comes up with anti leia remini websites and shit like that so yeah, well they probably paid like they probably pay for like yeah. seo yeah exactly so that they can get the results one thousand percent they do yeah God. so next so, oh, go w- ahead w- whitney w- w- would would you join you already have. What? what if you, you could already get... have Whitney? Yeah, you... uh, I mean, I'm clear. So One obviously, I meant One no. I'm bus. not gonna join <laughs> because mm. I have. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna join. I'm gonna lead. Welcome to the <laughs> oh, there you go. I've joined the seal. Next question is from Chad. Oh. Does the wealth, fame, and fortune come before or after you join? And I wrote this down. Said for your broke ass, it will never come. Stick to the Sea Org swabbing the poop deck, you trash. Oh, uh, yeah. Chad. Chad would be in in the Sea Org for years before. Yeah, C-O-R. that mo- that motherfucker's digging up daisies. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's gonna not... be human furniture before he's. <laughs> there. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, I, I'm gonna cover that in the next episode. Some of the abuses people face in the Sea Org is like it's fucking strange. Yeah. Like it's not even just like beatings and shit. It's just like what? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Weird. Now, this next question is my personal favorite. I said I would shout them out. I've touched on this several times throughout the episode, but this one is from our friend Liz. And her question goes as follows. Comparisons between Scientology and the LDS Church, which honestly I feel like more than any other podcast is something that we are poised to answer. Yeah. We're the experts. And Mm -hmm. get Chris's opinion on this. True. Because he's a heathen. Yeah. So... I mean, there, like, are a ton. Like, I wrote down a lot here, and that's still not even all of it. Oh, but, damn. Uh, I'll draw them whilst trying to be semi-respectful, as, as respectful as I can. I'm not going to throw shit at either religion that hard. Like, obviously, I've pointed fun here and there, and I will continue to, but not, like, because we have friends that are LDS still, and I respect that. And a, a new friend who is a Scientologist. Whitney. Whitney. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We respect her wishes. W.A. Breezy. W.A. W- Breezy. <laughs> Would it be W.A. or W. and Breezy? No. Oh, ooh, that's actually a good I'm, point. I'm W. and Breezy. W. and, w- and Breezy. Breezy. Wait, so Breezy. Your, middle, your middle name starts with an A? It's Anne. It's okay. Anne. Okay, yeah, so I... He, he thought I, it was I, W. and Breezy. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, but I had a feeling, so I guessed A when hey. I said that earlier. Damn. <laughs> that's a guess. That's it's because I'm fucking clear, clear, bro. Yeah, true, you're clear. Your Thetans left it's you, nice. and you were able to see... I have no right. enemas left. Enemas? Engrams? Engrams, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I will say thank you, Liz, for this question because as I did my research, I really thought about a lot of the comparisons you can draw between these two. Uh, here's some of the ones I was able to catch. The LDS Church can relate to Scientology more than just about any other church, honestly. 
like I, I can't think of another one that's similar that's at the same obviously there's probably a bunch of smaller ones that are similar and but i i think the lds and scientology both being large organizations can relate a bit first of all you can draw parallels between their founders both claim to have a far more interesting and extravagant life than they were proven to have held and were very well documented in not having those lives i mean they were both just regular guys growing up that were trying to be successful claim they were successful and were very much flops uh both claimed both were sued at one point for false claims and misleading practices, both just two years prior to forming their actual religions. And the documents proving these lawsuits were both denounced by their individual churches as doctored documents. These are doctored court documents by the U.S. government, they claim, to tarnish their reputation for some sort. It's interesting because I feel like that's something even people who research the church after they leave the LDS church is like not something people realize is that. That is something that happened, and I mean, whether you want to accept that or not, it's something that he went to court for and was charged with of Which? false claims. I mean, false claims and pra- and misleading practices, because oh, yeah. he had another he sort court. of religious text that they made him get rid of, oh. and then two years later, the Book of Mormon came out, and he said oh. he had all these revelations when he was younger, and made oh. similar claims before that. But that's exactly what L. Ron Hubbard did, right? Like, false claims and misleading practices, mm-hmm. saying people can fix their lives when they couldn't. Same thing. And I just think it's so funny. Like, government documents that try and the, 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 across the board, people. And honestly, with the LDS Church, I feel like they have a little more of a claim they could stake because it was the 1800s. Mm-hmm. This is the fucking 60s and 70s. Like, this <laughs> yeah, is not. Recent. Yeah. Like, I can go buy a car that was made at the same time this happened, right? Like, this isn't. Yeah, I mean, all of our parents were alive. Yeah, yeah, during that, one hundred percent, all of our parents were at least our our three sets of parents were yeah. alive. Like it's just crazy. I was alive. Oh my god! Oh my god! You look great for. Well, in her other 40. life, Chris. Oh fuck! Yeah. God. Yeah, my other life, I died young. Yeah. <laughs> god. Uh, okay, so that like the biggest smile. <laughs> like I died young. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I was in the Holocaust. It's funny. Oh, god. <laughs> oh my god. They both base their religions on the idea of freedom, which, you know, semi-noble can lead to some American exceptionalism. Like, you know, especially the LDS church. Was, uh, that guy who I was saying had the video on clearing the planet, his video is titled American Exceptionalism but as a religion. Hmm. And it's the LDS church. And it's very accurate. Hmm. Uh, but it's, both churches also believe in a place which is unique to their religion. Uh, before the creation, before God themselves, of what we know. I think that's really interesting um, that a lot of, like, other Christian churches don't believe in that. That just God has always existed. That God is kind of endless. And, like, like what what were we doing before life? Just bebopping? Not, not I think, bebopping. Well, we no, they believe in the pre-mortal life for a lot of them because they believe that the angel Michael was sent down and yeah. Jesus created the earth and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's a little different for the LDS church because they have Kolob, right? Like they believe in the planet that God came from and that's where we can return to and create our own planets. Scientology believe in the Galactic Federation and they believe in hundreds of millions of years of alien history that led up to that point in the Galactic Federation that our galaxy is contained in. 
And I think some texts claim that the Galactic Federation still exists, that they just leave Earth alone because of the Thetans that they kept here and they don't want any involvement with that, hmm. which is interesting enough. They both have significant footholds in major American cities and cultures, and major footholds in the cultures there, even to people who are not a part of the religion. Because, I mean, Chris? yeah, like it affected your life growing up, correct? Oh, being Mormon? Or, yeah, or like not, everyone around you being Mormon. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like oh, it affected God, how yeah. you yeah. grew up. It oh, affected... I had guilt for shit. <laughs> like that. I, that I had no reason to feel guilty yeah, for. Yeah, I know. And uh, honestly, I feel like growing up LDS did help form who I am in a way of some of my values and some of my skills and everything. Like, and I made a lot of friends through it. So yeah. I, that's not to say, oh, fuck the church or anything. But I do think that it's detrimental to a lot of like the government the alcohol laws and yeah i mean i don't even drink but like anybody with eyes can see that it's, it's there's a dumb it's what, just over the top what is it, it? Is. it's a group of 14 people that decide the alcohol laws and i think it's 11 of them are lds yeah it's like how the have... fuck does that work why and, and also yeah, they thing. don't drink it why do they care yeah, that's like, why do they care that's my whole thing. Yeah. And if anything, if there's 14, it should be seven and seven. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we all know how the government in this state works. Yeah. That's what got, I'm saying. It's, 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 it's a theocracy. Clearwater is the exact same way, if not really? worse. And California. They have a lot of involvement in California and Hollywood. They have a huge foothold in Hollywood. Still? You think they still do? They still they have. Isn't that a huge yeah. building in Hollywood? Yeah. And they have hotels that are dedicated just to letting celebrities stay there and stuff. And. <laughs> And if you're in Scientology, you can stay at any Scientology facility for free if you're a celebrity and stuff like that. And so, it's, it's nuts. So do you think there are a lot of celebrities that are Scientologists that are not outwardly Scientologists? Like, they don't tell people? Because uh, I, 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 I looked to. up a list of famous Scientologists, and I know some of them, but not I, all I, of them. I think you're right that there's a, probably quite a few, because if you're not in the Sea Org, you don't have the same dedication to Scientology. You don't have to labor-wise, yeah. right? Like, you, you just have to go through the regular process to learn and to change, as they say. I feel like if they were famous, the the high up Scientologists would be like, "You need to use your platform to further probably. Scientology." Yeah, unless in some way they might be a problematic celebrity in some True. way. True. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, they affect people who aren't in their religion. It's it's nuts. Like the hotels in Scientology, most of the people who work in them aren't Scientologists. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That that that's a good yeah like comparison because that's the same thing that's happening mm-hmm. here. They both hold massive televised events several times a year in their home bases. <laughs> wow. They both claim to have been persecuted by the government that they were created under in several ways. They both had beef with the government and eventually persuaded the government through targeting individuals like the LDS church did by trying to assassinate that one guy. Allegedly, Porter Rockwell did that shit. I'm saying it now. I've read his memoir. That motherfucker did that shit. And I think Joseph Smith told him to. He didn't kill him, but he tried to. Uh, that's targeting an individual, and eventually things were changed. They talked to the president. They got an army, all that shit. Utah was made a state. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they targeted individual. The, the Scientologists targeted individuals. The IRS brought us to where we are now. Tax exempt. Hundreds of millions of dollars to spend. And and uh, earn interest on itself. And earn interest on itself. But that's also, like, they're so far below the LDS church when it comes to money. Oh, like, yeah. they're, they're estimated to have, like, a billion or two. LDS church the LDS church has billion. literally... A billion? Plus, uh, plus everyone else's stuff. A hundred billion just sitting in a slush fund earning interest. That's exactly what I was going to say. They have oh, investments wow. that are over one billion dollars. 
Damn. Damn. Yeah. And so is that not counting like tithing? No. No. Shit. I don't think the tithing goes to like a bunch of different places, but like that hundred billion probably has some of the tithe. It's probably came from some tithing, but Mm -hmm. like that shit is just earning interest on interest. There's a lot that that could be maybe an interesting episode on seeing where the money goes because it goes to a lot of things that are kind of anti LDS, like. And I mean, to be fair, that's not really in their control because they're invested in mutual funds, like yeah. medical mutual funds that yeah. eventually invested in medical but marijuana. I've but heard oh, a lot really? of it's a lot of it's gonna be big pharma. They like to have their hands in that shit. Yeah, Ooh. but then big pharma invests in medical marijuana. Yeah, and well, they also both sides. Yeah. yet they say to be against all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. But it's also again like the church doesn't direct. I don't think they directly are like, yeah, invest in medical marijuana. I yeah. think it's just a mutual fund. Would, but again, it's over a hundred million dollars that's in there. Medical yeah, marijuana. it's not yeah. like a small amount. It's not like a couple hundred grand or whatever. Anyways, they both have organizations inside the faith that assign more work for free, such as Young Men's and Young Women's or the Bishopric. <laughs> that I mean, without it, the church would crumble, right? Like that's the basis of the church. Yeah. I mean, granted, well, I don't think the LDS churches is quite on the same level as the C Org. And I do think a lot of their programs do actually benefit the community, unlike Scientology. Do you think that Sea Org is like Twelve Apostles level? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like it's it's. Imagine if everyone who worked at the DI, everyone who worked on the temple grounds, all of them a because some of them Just do all day long and for their whole lives. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's because bishops even like they do a lot of work, right? A lot of bishops are doing forty yeah. hours of work plus their forty hour jobs. And, yeah. But, them are old too, so but imagine, and that's for four or five years. Imagine if that was from the time you were 20 to the time you died. You know what? I've been working full time for about <laughs> two years and I'm already to retire. So. Oh, and full time's <laughs> nothing compared to the Sea Org. Like oh, I said, yeah. seven to midnight. Yeah, that's terrible. Fucking crazy. Uh, I, I, but I do feel that young men's, young women's, whatever does have some benefit on the community. And I don't, Scientology really just like loves to go into like, downtrodden communities and be like we're here and they're like okay and they're like we're here and that's it (laughs) you know like you do see the church donate like a lot of money to relief funds and shit like that and like natural disasters i think they spent last year like 450 million dollars something like that on natural disaster relief which is pretty wild and pretty noble i would say uh they both only tell part of the story to new members though true Again, I don't feel the LDS church is quite on the same level. Yeah. You don't learn a lot of stuff until you're, like, a teenage, like, a late teen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, remember, I remember that happened, too. Like, I remember when one of our friends, like, once they finally found out, he came up to me. And, like, he was like, dude, like, like I just learned about all this all this shit. And then I was like, like, like to me, it was all, all that was new. So, like, I, it made sense to me. I'm like, okay, I guess that's what they believe. <laughs> no, to yeah. me, I, I remember when I first went through the temple, I was really, like, what the fuck yeah and again it's not on the level of like the galactic federation of planets bringing people over in specifically bca airplanes he does say that he's like they look just like bca airplanes no idea why he would say that no idea why boeing credibility in the federal planets yeah don't know uh but again i don't think that lds church because you can read the book of mormon you can read the pearl great price you don't have to pay for it yeah you can do all that shit the Scientology can't do that. But you go through the temple and you definitely learn, like, what the fuck? That it's not yeah, see, what I, I originally thought. I am the only one here who did. Yeah. And again, 
just out of respect for our friends who do listen to this at the LDS Church, I don't feel the need to go through everything they did. Yeah, you don't need to. It's not. And plus, we don't have time for that kind of thing. But You can find it on Google. If you can you Google it yeah. and YouTube it if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the videos of it. And you know me, you can talk to me. But, and you know, if you do feel like you're on the fence, we're happy to talk to you about it and say both sides. Um, I did it. They both are a vast majority white and mm. only semi recently began embracing other cultures. I mean, that's not even an argument. Both like uh, Scientology, I think they said is 98% white, and they've tried to include what's called the, uh, I think it's called the the Nation of Islam. That's what it's called. And oh. it's not what you think. It's not some nation in the Middle East or anything. It's uh, an African-American community that felt that they were being excluded by the white race too much to that they essentially wanted to make their own nation within the United States that's anti-white. Mm-hmm. and everything this was during obviously 70s to now but like scientology is so involved in it at this point because they give them money and it, it's crazy there's documentaries just on that so uh, they tried to do that in an attempt to less more. be less white mm-hmm. like it's, it's in they have like places in like harlem and shit it's yeah. yeah it's pretty bad both of their founders fled the jurisdiction of the government when they were under investigation, which, in my opinion, is not sketchy at all, right? Like, what does an innocent person do? They run, obviously, <laughs> yeah. right? Always. They run to the fringest parts of the world. Yeah. The new frontier. The Wild West. Or the international seas, whichever, where there's not laws. They both only tell part of the story to two members. Wait, I already said that. Sorry, cut that out, Wit. Uh, but you do have to wait a while in the LDS church, like you're raised in it even yeah that's something i didn't mention like i didn't find out the majority of it i was dutifully raised from time i was zero to um, i was 18 when i went through the temple Mm -hmm. i remember the first like three times i went through because it's like a three and a half hour thing you're like each time each time wow and granted you have to like learn a bunch of stuff and everything and it makes it a little easier as you go through each time but it's it's very strange i would say and honestly if they were just open about it i feel like people would be like oh that's a little weird like how it's weird how, why does the pope dress the way the pope does yeah there's ritualistic things in every religion that's yeah. my thing but, but it's not weird because the pope's open about it yeah, yeah. why and why why is that why are, aren't they open about it because it's, it's secret oh, and honestly sorry. i think it's the same thing that once you're in there once you've made it that far, you've devoted that much, mm-hmm. no, no matter what they say to you, you're not going to be like, they got to okay. leave something to be desired, too. Mm. I think that and then, it, it, like... It's the carrot hanging in front of you. I was always curious, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was, too. I had to Google it. Yeah, but I was so invested at that time. I was like, uh, what? But then at the same time, I'm like, I mean, I'm this far. I'm signed up for a mission. Like, I can't yeah. leave. True. So thank the Lord for my lung. Uh, See, it's something I actually have honestly empathized with Scientologists to be like, how could you believe such weird shit like Xenu? Uh, You know, it's just Xenu flying jets to Hawaii and dumping alien souls into them, then vacuuming them, then making them watch videos, then attaching them to hominids for all of time and eternity. It's how could they do that? Yeah. But uh, the last thing is they both really like to use celebrities within their ranks to record, to recruit and somewhat normalize their fringe religions, such as the whole... I'm such and such, and I'm a Mormon. The like, this is my campaign. ride! And they've got a private jet garage, and I'm a Mormon. <laughs> Which, like, are there some famous Mormons? Ryan Gosling used to be Mormon. Well, yeah, when he was, like, a kid. The guy from The Killers. 
Okay, that's right. Uh, Catherine. Heigl. Oh, Heigl. She, but not anymore. Not she anymore. used to be. Um, no. there was... David Archuleta still is. He still is. But yeah. he, he he came out. He came though. out and he's staying. He, yeah, but he Gosman's. says he's not gonna act he's not on gonna his act homosexuality. Oh, it's dude, a it's Come really on. sad. So I know. Bad. Just be gay. Um, I've met people like that. It's sad. It's yeah, sad. it is it's sad. And I think everyone knows. If they've been LDS, they know a few closeted gay guys. That oh, are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it sucks because they don't come out until it's like they've had a family. Or they never do. Or life. they never do. Or they kill themselves. Or it's just yeah, whatever. Terrible. Like, I feel like, you know, it's something that. And honestly, like, I feel like a lot of the teachings of the church are like, accept yourself. But the culture of the church yeah. is the opposite. Mm-hmm. Well, they also don't teach you to accept. They say accept yourself, except for that specific part. That is true. That is true. That is a sin. Yeah, this is true. But I mean, it's same thing. Like I said, with the celebrities that obviously the Scientologists do with Tom Cruise and John Travolta and Leia Remini and yeah. people across the board. That they're like, hey, check us out. We're normal. Tom Cruise is obviously a normal person. He right? John... at you with his three front teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, John Travolta. Like, Adele Dazeem. Mm-hmm, yeah, they couldn't pick norm- normal people. But again, like, <laughs> the, Mormons the... are like, check out this normal guy. Hi, I'm Mitt Romney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Donny Osmond. Yeah, Donny Osmond. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But um, that, was, that was that question. And honestly, I feel like the basis of what really made me interested into this was like, wow, they are pretty similar. Was, yeah, so was thank a good you question. for the fantastic question. And we only have a few more questions. I'm sorry. This is going really long. <laughs> We're at two hours now. We'll get over it. We have to cut some out for sure. You have to cut like 10 minutes out. Okay. Annie asks, if you were to start slash be a leader of your own cult, what would the tenets of said cult be? I would love to hear your guys's. Oh, like the what the teachings her... and the foundations of your cult. Okay. Mine would be to mind your own business and live and let live. That's say la vie. That's good. Yeah. Say la vie. Yeah. I I would try to be just like a wholesome, a wholesome cult. Like we'd have a farm somewhere. Man, Mike could not be more different. We would, we, we would, just lo- we'd, we'd love each other. I'd be worried yeah. about that. I feel like but mine would be like. I feel like I would want it to be what I think is missing in today's society. Okay, it's yeah. Minding your own business. Yeah, mine would be what's yeah. missing in today's society. Like, I want like a mix of either like Mad Max out in the desert, we're all <laughs> driving cars and jumping dirt bikes into each other and shit, or a weird sex cult dedicated to the beauty of the female form slash thighs. Oh, there you go. And Tommy Lee Jones. And Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Forum slash thighs. <laughs> Lastly, our boy Alex says, have we seen the Louis Thoreau documentary? Chris has. I have. I have not. I think I've seen part of it with, with Alex. Okay. You know Alex? I don't know. You know him? him? He's, I only know Donnie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Don. Yeah. Mr. Don. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I have not. I, I really want to after hearing this, and potentially I will before. You should. Uh, it's before good. Before the second episode. It is good. Yeah, they, they really go into, like, he has people show up. And like, try like to humiliate him and like bother him. Yeah, that's what I was saying about the private investigators. Just be, just they loudly want to investigate. Yeah, yeah. He he's like trying to get into a gate that's like way far away from the. That's the scene I've seen. Oh, mm. oh, oh, yeah. He's at the gate, and that woman keeps coming up to him. Yeah, and Jesse yeah. Ventura comes up, and he's like, "Let us in." So what you're saying is you're building a laser in there. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty informative, though, so I'm excited it is, it's to good. see that. He has, I, I, he has a lot of good shit. Yeah, and I will say I do like the Leia Remini show quite a bit, but she does self-glorify herself a lot. Mm. It'll be like, Leia Remini, fleer, heretic, 
hero you decide (laughs) (laughs) but it is a little annoying in that sense but like the show offers perspectives that nothing else does yeah any other show text she was deep in it she was deep in it and she gets other people who are really deep in it and like people who go on there have their lives threatened like every sense people go on there lose their jobs they're homeless it's fucking crazy damn so it's definitely something to be aware of uh i i think Something I was wondering is, like, I've never seen... I've seen people who go up and record the private investigators mm-hmm. and are like, you're following me, and they're like, uh, yeah, we know. Like, they'll literally be like, yeah, and we're going to forever. We're getting paid. Yeah. Damn. Uh, one thing I have not seen. No one ever goes up to them and is like, you're ugly, you're stupid, your wife hates you. Like, why does no one ever do that? Go oh, to the investigators? Yeah, why does no one ever, like, you Just literally look like the human form of a pickle... <laughs> And I hope I you get like that. That's what I'm saying. I would literally take the opportunity to knock on their window, be like, your bald-headed ass really is not over here recording me. You should be over here recording Propecia commercials and figuring out how to use it, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. No, like, I'm saying you'd like the human form of a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Shout out to you. I've I seen you at Pop Bellies. You know what I'm saying. Ah. Ah, Num num. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I've never seen anyone just be like, what the fuck? Like, you're so ugly. Like, I wish you'd stop following me just so I don't have to look at you. Do you think it would work? I don't know. I mean, I would just, I would. Depends on how much they're getting paid. To me, that's the thing. Like, if they're getting paid a lot, they better be willing for everything. Because I'm going to be so mean to them. You're going to. I really, I'm going to be like, I want you to kill yourself in front of me. That's all I want. You're going to whine and dine them. Find nope. out, find out their insecurities. Nope. and then use them against them. Nope, I'm gonna figure out what, just by looking at them. Oh my god, your neck is fucking disgusting, Mr. Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents. Ain't got shit on you, boy. Move that ear up, bro. Do they have surgery for that? <laughs> Jesus, you know that kind of thing. But so if we get uh, harassed, I'm definitely gonna come and hide out here so you could just they'll follow shit you. on all of them. They know everything. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. For, you for you to take but care I'm about to come out there like I'm about to barbecue your broke ass boy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'll wrap it up there. I'm sorry this episode is so long. I, it's something I, I wouldn't feel comfortable having this much if you guys didn't ask so much for it. So yeah, I'll wrap it up with two things. Number one, what were your guesses on the notes again? Yours was oh, 8,000 and yours 8, was 6,000. Yeah. 5,489 words and 31,012 characters. There he Damn. goes. So my question to you. One. This is just – this is uh, – philosophical question to some extent okay and this is what the irs says that you have to maintain to maintain the status of a religious entity that does not have to pay taxes you have to do quote the following this is just one of the things you have to adhere to quote the organization's purposes and activities must not be illegal or violate fundamental public policy so do you think based on what you learned today that scientology deserves its tax exempt status that it currently maintains or do you think the U.S. should follow the example of several other countries like Norway and other Nordic countries and strip them of their 501c status, thus making them pay taxes? I think they should strip all of them of the 501c status. I think that the people yeah. who have money should pay taxes. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I mean, so I feel like they're doing illegal shit, too. Like, yeah, I feel like the following people around can't be yeah, completely yeah. legal and they just have lawyers that they pay right. a shit that, that, That's character defamation. Up. That's allegedly, allegedly. Alleged, what we, we think we but it. that's that's what i'm saying because like i look at catholicism lds church and i wouldn't look at them and be like that's illegal or that violates fundamental public policy we might not like it yeah. but just based purely on government 
guidelines because there really is no organization to say what is a religion what is a cult what is not yeah other than that one cult awareness network that scientology might own uh really that's the final line is the irs so that's my question to you dear listeners do you think they should maintain their tax exempt status and i would also ask you if you would if you have any questions message us on instagram i would love to hear them for our next episode and i could throw them into my research yeah 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 let us know if you if you want another one yeah if you if if you feel that this is covered i'm good to go i i don't need to make another episode but yeah but but there's also a lot we you haven't even covered yet yeah that's just i've covered the history of scientology more than i've covered what they do now yeah so yeah also yeah yeah leave us reviews Gave us critiques only if they're positive. Yes, someone gave us a one-star review and said they loved, they loved it. us. So whoever you are, Holly you. the Wolf. No, no, well, I, I think, I think, I like to think it was a mistake, yeah. and that they meant to give us five. Um, but yeah, fix that shit. Yeah, Holly the Wolf. They do. Oh they my do god, you call did you mean five or did you mean one? We don't know. Oh my god, they do we mean a lot clarify. though. So if, uh, if yes, you, we love hearing. If you yes. could take the time, that would be very special to us. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Shout out to Honda Classics on Instagram with a Z. So. And the Last Resort Podcast on Instagram. The Last Resort Podcast on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Shout out to Anchor. Thank you, and good night, Buffalo. Good night, Topeka. Good night, Portland. Hey. Wait, will you please do the Yoshi in the mic one time? Yoshi. Yoshi. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's really good.